Hello, thanks for joining us for another Coach on the Run brought to you by Learning Journeys, the International Center of Coaching. I'm Jenny Antelak, President of Learning Journeys, and with me today is Kristen Wormus, who is VP of Coaching Excellence, I can't even say the word, which is excellent, and Terza Lewis, VP of Creative Development. And together, along with several others, we, be, we are a motley crew of skilled coaches who take the art of coaching seriously and hopefully do not take ourselves too seriously. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jenny, before we get started, I want to highlight for everybody that's watching just a few of the things that we have coming up. Whenever you're catching this, um, you can always hit us up at www.learningjourneys.net slash calendar to see whatever is coming up for us. But in the month of May, uh, starting with that first Saturday, we have Saturday at the center. If you've not experienced it, it's basically just a community of coaches that come together and people who actually just like coaching conversations can hop on in as well. And we have a wonderful two hour conversation from 10 to noon about all types of different creative topics. And so Saturday at the center, it's $20, expand your community of coaches and coaching friends. Uh, it's a wonderful experience and that is virtual. The other thing that we have available is our Power of Possibility class. Now we call it a class, but it really is an experience. And so if you have been with Learning Journeys for a while and you feel like you need just a refresher for life, we invite you to attend Power. Um, if you are a person who's just like, I'm looking for an opportunity to help me think about my life a little differently, Again, we invite you to attend Power. Our next available one is coming up May 10th through the 12th. And so you can go on again to that website and go and sign up for that. The last thing I want everybody to know about, because it's so cool, we have a live in-person event coming up on June 4th. And this is our Models and Tools Mixer. What it is, it's a workshop that is four hours. And so it's a significant period of time where we're gonna come together again as a coaching community come get to know coaches, get to know people who maybe aren't coaches, but utilize coaching skills in their work or in their community work in their life. And we will be teaching different tools to be able to help you expand the horizons and the understanding and the uh, agency of people who are individuals. So they're coming to you for one-on-one -on -one coaching and for groups. And so that is what that is all about. It is going to be amazing. Registration for that is limited because of space. So you'll want to get on to www.learningjourneys.net slash calendar and make sure that you register right away. <laughs> and we know the pool can only hold so many, right, Teresa? That's right. We have beverages, we've got food. Mm -hmm. The format for these uh, LinkedIn Live episodes is a little different. We are going to take real life examples of problems that people are wrestling with, and we're going to take a coach approach to solving it. Um, we keep it 100% real. It's 100% um, real examples, real coaching. Um, and obviously, we're doing this live, so we might make um, some mistakes. But today's topic is coaching the directionless. And who hasn't been directionless in the last couple of years? Um, I'd like to meet that person. So Jenny and Terza, I have a question for you. Um, are you a map person or a GPS person? Mm, I'll go first. Okay. I, I'm both. Uh, the GPS is to keep me on track. And so I don't get lost yet. Half the time, I don't believe what it says. And so I also <laughs> need the map so that I can see, oh, there's a house here that I should turn at. Here's a tree here that I should turn at. And I need those land markers as I move along. 
at, because I'm always questioning, where the heck am I? Is this accurate? Yeah, I am both, but in the exact opposite uh, ratio in that, yeah, I've got the GPS. That's cool. That's cool. It's going to tell me that there's a slowdown in 20 minutes. Um, but I really love the map. I love being able to see where I was and see where I'm going. And uh, Kristen, when we were on our road trip and we actually came and stopped by you down there in Tennessee, um, my husband was just like, that's fine. As long as I've got a compass, I'm good. So I thought that was even an interesting take on it when we were preparing for this, that for some people they are like, oh, as long as I've got a compass, I'm good. But the challenge I find was uh, when we don't have any of that, then we begin to wonder, oh gosh, now I do feel directionless. Where, where do I go from here? And how do I orient myself now that I don't have any of that? Um, and in our uh, narrative two class that Jenny and I teach, uh, we had people watch this really awesome documentary from Dylan Wickrama called When the Road Ends. And here's this person, he decides that he wants to have more meaning in his life. So he's going to go on a journey across the world and he's going to do it on this motorcycle. And he's super intense with this motorcycle to the point where when he has to cross this piece of the ocean, he turns the motorcycle into a raft in order to get across. And the whole time he has this real amazing posture of just being like, everything's going to work out. Everything's good. I'm going on this journey. And he just is so positive about where he's headed and getting to his next leg of the journey. It's not until we see him in the middle of the ocean, um, can't use the motor because he doesn't want to run out of gas. His compass isn't working. The GPS isn't working. There is no sun in the sky. It's all covered by clouds. And it's the first time that we see him ever really feel directionless um, because all of the things that were intended to help, that were supposed to help, none of them are available to him. And that's how so many of us feel after the pandemic. All the tools that we used in the past to find our direction seem to have been wiped away. All the rules feel like they've changed. Um, the paths that we thought that were supposed to lead to financial success or healthy relationships don't seem to be there any longer. Um, and so whatever we deemed our destination, we have to try to find some new ways of getting there. Everything was topsy-turvy and now we're trying to right the ship, so to speak. Um, and so the question becomes, you know, how do I reorient myself again? Mm -hmm. yeah. And what we tend to do is we go to what's familiar and the things that were familiar to us, uh, the, th the ways that we found meaning or felt like, oh, I had direction, weren't, now we're waking up to realize, oh, those weren't quite as satisfying. So we found meaning by um, being super busy. Yeah. And inside of that, what, what gave us meaning was, well, I'm I'm overscheduled with my kids' activities. And it, there's a value in there of family or of contribution or of um, connectedness. Or, and, and so I could sort through that, that that's my guide to spend all that time at a hockey rink freezing my butt off. Um, <laughs> or I, I go to family gatherings and that's how I find meaning. Or I go to friends houses and and I keep doing all these things and and while we are busy we don't realize that it's it's just subpar 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden the calendars got wiped out and we couldn't do all the things that actually felt like they were guides to us. And now that life is coming back, we try to go back to those elements and we're sitting there going, it's not enough. What do I do now? (laughs) And it's definitely like the genie in the bottle, right? Like I can't stuff that awareness back in. And even though I'm trying so hard to, and some of the ways that we try are actually kind of, um, they seem silly, but it, but we really try. Uh, and I call them the symptom solvers or the symptom solving is that I'm not finding meaning in my job. This must obviously not be the right job. I'm going to quit and find a new one. Great resignation, everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, the other thing that, that people say is, you know, I'm not finding meaning in this relationship. So I guess this relationship is done. I got to find something different. I'm going to find another one. Um, or even as something like our houses, right? This house is too small. The walls are closing in. It's time to move or knock down a wall and change everything and, and do a big remodel, right? Um, those aren't necessarily bad things. It might be the action for the moment, but um, all it's doing is solving a symptom. And then what actually happens is that we are all hardwired with our own sort of happiness set point. And so I do this to increase my happiness, to increase my satisfaction, to increase my sense of meaning. And then I get there and after a while it wears off. And so now I'm looking again for the next thing that's going to increase the meaning, increase the happiness. And so we go on this cycle. And when we, when we're doing that, um, the challenge is when we do that externally consistently, then we're always chasing something to help us find that as opposed to finding the meaning, um, and then living the life. Well, and I think it really is not only about finding the meaning, but how do we create that meaning? Mm. And, and that word you used a chasing is yeah. that we tend to, that's, that's the symptom solver. And as you were saying that I'm like, Oh, I know when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious of other people as they're listening, that's me. I did that. I keep jumping from job to job or I keep thinking, oh, that, that friend, I'm done with them going and doing something else. And, and this, there is a term for it and it's the hedonic treadmill. And the reason why it's a treadmill is because, and we have a set point. And, and so when we're chasing, we will start to convince ourselves if I just have this, if I just have more money, if I just have a better friendship, if I just have um, a nicer house, that then I will be happy. But at some point we settle in and that's our new set point as far as, oh, well, now I need $20,000 more, (laughs) or now I need um, a 5,000 square foot house to be happy or whatever it is. And then we're back on the treadmill again. And so we're just trying to fix a symptom, not really realizing that it's deeper than that. And it goes to our core of, I need more meaning. I need, for me to be happy, I need to find where am I lacking meaning? And Mm -hmm. so then I start to feel directionless and and I, I start spinning instead of moving. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's face it, Jenny and Terza, when we're suffering, um, our friends tend to show up with lots of advice. Um, 
And research shows, as you know, I love to research, mm -hmm. um, that really the best strategy to help somebody through their suffering is to give them the place to pause, evaluate, and take action. And that really means being curious and asking great questions so that somebody can figure out their path forward. And what that does is um, it really helps them move from being directionless to self-directed. Um, and it increases that sense of agency, which I was just reading this book called The Power of Agency. And what agency is, is really your ability to um, take command and control of your own life and to feel like the things that you're gonna do matter. Um, and there's some of that power is taken away from us when people try to give us advice. Um, so instead of we're no longer looking at the markers that were once so familiar, we're trying to make meaning out of these new things that we're seeing so that we can sustain ourselves for this next leg of the journey, which might not look the way that we imagined. Right. And I think that um, when we are uncomfortable, we tend to go to what is familiar and, and that's not going to serve us right now. It's actually going to make it even more uncomfortable for us. And, and so if people are going to start becoming self-directed, as you called it, Kristen, is they need a space to pause, reflect, so that they can make purposeful action rather than this random right. action and then feeling more frustrated. And, and so a place to start with people when they are in this um, quandary, so to speak, of I don't know what else to try to feel like I do have command of my life, uh, is to first have them locate where are you in your life? What are you paying attention to? So if I can locate myself, because actually what's happening is you're lost, then I can start to identify what do I need next to move to that next leg? Because this map that we're in right now, this world or terrain that we're in is unfamiliar to all of us. All the markers have gone. All the rules, I think you said earlier, have been kind of erased or altered and we didn't even know it. Uh, and, and so we have to create the map step by step and it's going to be different for each one of us. And so as an example, and I wanna start with, we're not gonna do a whole coaching session, but I would absolutely love it, Terza, if you would mm -hmm. be willing to uh, walk through with me just this piece of how do you use a coaching model to help people locate where they are and then start the process of moving toward where they want to be, even if they don't know the final destination. Yeah, absolutely. I will be your guinea pig. Oh, sweet. Thanks. <laughs> so we chose the vulnerability model because I really do believe that uh, when we are in this place of feeling directionless, we also, our vulnerability is really high. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I'm exposed right now and I'm trying to grasp anything to anchor myself. And, and so then we, we, almost shrink back because it, it feels weird and, and uncomfortable when we are vulnerable. And yeah. yet it is also inviting us to lean in versus run away. 
Right. So Terza, as an as we go through this, what is something currently that you have been wrestling with or feel like you are kind of in this ambiguous directionless space? Yeah, I've been feeling the weirdness of two years into being an entrepreneur, but entrepreneur wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, so, you know, I left my nine to five in 2019. And then for a while I had the excuse of, well, the world's gone crazy in 2020. Um, but one of the things that's kind of since then is people have, I find that people have like an idea of what an entrepreneur should be doing. And I'm doing some of those things, but just the way that it was supposed to turn out, it didn't exactly turn out that way, which isn't a bad thing, but for some reason, then that makes me, it's like, I'm not quite sure where I am on the journey. So when you are in the space of not knowing quite where you are, how do you respond? Uh, I respond with a lot more hesitancy than I want. Um, it feels like I've got to amp myself up to like go into conversations or, or meetings with people um, because it just feels like there's a, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence. It's just kind of, I don't feel as um, sure of myself. So using the coaching model, again, a model helps people locate where they are or what they're paying attention to. And then the model can be used to help them identify what do I want to pay attention to that will start to elicit action mm -hmm. so that you aren't in this spinning phase or just randomly moving. Right. So, Terza, for you, when you look at the model, where do you feel you are hanging out? Um, so it's not exactly showing up because I have kept, I've kept showing up. So I, I'm, I take the call, I do the thing, but that scanning piece for me is where I think the problem lies. It's where I, I spin right now. Mm. Yeah. Inside of scanning. And, and what are you scanning for when you're there? I think the challenge is that I keep scanning for people, whether or not people approve of what I'm doing um, so that I feel like it's, it's safe because they understand it. They approve of it. They like it. Mm. Yeah. So what, what are you actually picking up on that tells you or doesn't tell you? <laughs> yeah. They like it. I pay a lot of attention to people's tone. Like, yeah it kind of is the thing I've been using to tell me like, are they friend or foe? <laughs> and then depending on the tone, what, it, how are you sorting that information? Yes. So I, I pick up the tone and then I say to myself, um, oh, this person doesn't understand. You need to explain yourself to them. Or then I say, oh, this person doesn't sound like they, they even really want to know what you're doing. And so it puts me in this real defensive posture in almost every conversation. And it's not how I want to talk. You know, it's like your business is kind of, it's a big piece of your life. That's not how I want to have all these conversations. Sure. When you look at the model, where do you want to start with the model? Um... I want to be more certain about where I stand. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm thinking if I can if I can be a little bit more certain about where I stand, maybe that will help me sort differently. Mm. And so, what piece do you feel that you already are certain about inside of the standing? Uh, that what I'm doing, let's like if I don't if I don't pay so much attention to people's tone, I'm very certain that what I'm doing is the right path. Like I'm really certain that it's what's my gift to give to the world. Mm. And if this was a whole coaching session, I have 5 million other questions for you, <laughs> and, but we didn't, we didn't start it like a coaching session and right. we're not going to end it like a coaching session. However, inside of that, Terza, for you, the, just those few questions and using the model, where do you feel you are now versus when we started the conversation? Yeah. Even just now, like, I feel like there's a little bit more clarity as to, I like that question about where do I want to be I didn't realize I want to be in the standing Mm. I always take it from like I want to I want to be where I have more of an understanding of self before I go into those conversations Mm -hmm. so that I can maintain that for myself and no matter how the conversation goes I'm happy with it yeah so as Terza said uh, the this LinkedIn live and the tool if you go to learningjourneys.net slash calendar on that page, you can click on it and go to the recording of this and the tool. Mm-hmm. Well, we thank you for hanging out with us. Um, it's always good to have these conversations. Feel free to comment in the comments below wherever you're receiving this, because that's what makes it a conversation and not just a presentation. And so we love having these. We want to increase all of the coaching conversations we can in the world that we can put out there. We are going to put out there. We hope you show up and we enjoy spending time with you. Thank you.